0: Welcome to the Podcast Kenya. We are your hosts, Andy Davies, Claire Earnshaw and Leon Weche. We are here to discuss all things training, nutrition, health and mindset. We aim to share knowledge through our own experiences and by interviewing local and international experts in their field. Our goal is to provide education and empowerment. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to episode six of the podcast. And in this episode, we're gonna talk about the best approach to building muscle. Um, so, I don't know if we wanna have a bit of a, bit of a, a little catch up first before we dive into that. Um, yeah, Andy, how are you? Have you, is there any um, further info well, on your operation? Well,
1: next. I've got I've got an appointment, but here's the annoying thing. So in the UK, obviously, we've got, they've, they've agreed certain waiting times in my local uh, NHS trust area. And part of that is, hey, you know, we've got to see you, get you through. You've got to have your first consultation within a certain amount of time. Now, obviously, every MRI, so my first... What I should be doing is going now straight to speak to a surgical consultant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What they're doing is they're sending me to something called uh, an ESP, which is an extended scope practitioner uh, or physiotherapist. Basically, you go to them, and they're like a physiotherapist is a doctor as well, essentially. Like, you know, someone who's extended their training. And they basically tell you how to manage it until you actually have the surgery. It's just like an extra step. You know, it feels a bit needless because mm. I've now got away. I've had to move it because it was going to clash with, you know, a trip I was on. So, um yeah, that's going to be in August now. Um, and it's just like, you know, look, just send me to, you know, get me to the final guy, the end of level baddie. They'll say, I'll chop your legs off, <laughs> give you new knees, and mm. I'll be happy. But the fact is now I'm going to do things that, you know, over the years I've done loads of like, you know, oh, I'll do these exercises and take these meds. And the reason is, you know, I'm trying to get the operation done because I don't want to keep, you know, I don't take a lot of painkillers, but yeah. there's been times when I've had to, because it messes up your digestion, messes, up, you know, makes me tired, mm. not good for work. So I try not to, you know, take the, you know, the painkillers. And so all this is going to be is like, oh, yeah, we're going to... So we can tick a box and say, I've been seen, so the next appointment can be
2: yeah. a
1: bit further along. long. Oh,
0: um,
1: so, yeah, because I, mean, I do know we've got massive backlogs. You know, they're still catching up since COVID, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, form of being around where I live is full of old people. <laughs> old people love the seaside, and, yeah, you know, we fall mm-hmm. over and get knees done and hips done. So, you know, we take up a lot of... Uh, Always on the, you know, filling up the weight in this. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh gosh. Well, I hope that comes through for you soon.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, me too. But yeah, it's just annoying because I can't get.
0: Yeah, you can't. Yeah, any move. cardio. Yeah. And that's a
1: half the issue. I can't do steps because I can't walk much further at the moment than five minutes.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, that's not nice.
1: And I, so I can't do steps. I'm trying to get. I'm going to get something in front of my desk and see mm-hmm. how that feels. A little... A yeah. bike pace. Psychics, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I know and I've been on the bikes in the gym, they don't feel great on my knees, to mm. be fair. Yeah. Um, but maybe with a smaller... Because we've got yeah. slightly smaller... Yeah,
2: because you, you, you control you where your knee flexes with the... Yeah. you can seat as fast back as you want. Well,
1: that's what I mean. So I can adjust it a little yeah. bit, and yeah. we'll see if it, that works. Just yeah. to keep... Keep levels of activity going, you know, yeah, do that yeah. for 10 minutes every hour yeah. Yeah. as I work. Uh, so I'm going to get one of those uh, because at the moment, yeah, just moving around sucks. You know.
0: Yeah, I know that's, that's tough. And I mean, it does take its toll on your mental health. I find like as much as you try and stay positive when you're used to, you know, moving around a certain mm-hmm. way, training okay. and just being in limbo, I think it's frustrating.
1: And I think that's the yeah. thing. It's because for this sort of injury, it normally does affect the older people.
0: Yeah.
1: The reality is they're not as active by that point anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, they'd have a better level of life if they we were. But I think the doctor's like, oh, you know, poor Doris. You know, she's not moving much. That's not so bad. Yeah. Right. she's not going to fall over and stuff. For me, I've still i quite an active life. I've got a 10-year-old daughter, you know, I want to be doing stuff. Yeah, you've you got know.
2: Rolling on the mat BJJ and training her. Oh, yeah, and, yeah I'd love yeah, to be doing all that do stuff all with stuff. Kaya.
1: And yeah. I'd love to be able to just, you know, go, you know even just do a Stairmaster yeah. know, something I don't particularly like, yeah. but it'd be nice to be able to just do it because I can do it. Yeah.
0: Well, you need that rope thing, you know. That oh, yeah,
1: no, you should. <laughs> no, we don't have one of those. I would love, or, you know, the, uh, yeah. arm cranker. I would love one of those just to do some cardio. Yeah,
0: because I mean. It's... Well,
1: yeah, sadly he doesn't have those ones. There is yeah. a ski erg, but the problem with that is you end up using your whole body. You still have to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah that is Otherwise, we'd have missed. <laughs> Straight arming it. <laughs> They'll be
0: like, what is this guy doing?
1: You're
2: better off with a yeah. rope, sitting with a rope, or. The, uh, like yeah, there, the that's the
0: thing. <laughs> so I'm trying to find ways. You know. Yeah, to you have to be creative. There is, there is some, you
1: know, not one in my gym. I've been on the ellipticals in my gym. I'm okay,
0: yeah,
1: up to a certain amount, I can do about ten minutes. or them but I like, I what shame I like the gliders. Have you ever been on the gliders? keep yeah. yeah. your Legs relatively straight. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want, I would like one of those because the problem is, is yeah, as you said, the knee flexion a bit rather than but. Yeah, because one was up in my hips, so I can actually move my leg relatively straight. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: No, the gliders are really good because yeah, I use good. the elliptical for cardio, and like sometimes my, you know, I do feel it in my knee until I, yeah. you know, warm up. So they, as much as they are joint friendly, they still get your. Exactly.
1: Well, that yeah. like, yeah. so that's what I mean. I can do a bit longer than the other things. Yeah. But there also, there's only so many in the gym, and they're yeah. normally quite in demand. Yeah. So I don't want to wait around for. Them. Yeah, good. But yeah, that's, that's just sad, really. You know, yeah, um, I was just chatting to Kaya's coach, who's like, oh, I hope to see you back on the mat soon. I was like, uh, truthfully, it probably, you know, ten, it'd be probably ten a year months. before yeah. Only so. yeah. I mean, because post surgery, anyway, by the time we get it, it's going to be at least six to eight months. Yeah. And then I'm back like, slowly
0: after that, yeah. Yeah. So, but, well, you know, I said to him, I'll be back. That's okay, yeah. with everything you think long-term.
1: Time flies. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah.
0: It, it really does, yeah. Well, um, but yeah. I've got my yeah, glucose tolerance test next week. Mm. Stational diabetes. So I've been doing intensive glucometer readings at home, just in case as my backup. And it's been really interesting. And I have such a, a newfound respect for diabetics who just have to... You know, that's their daily. Yeah. And probably I, yeah, even more. Kaya's then. got a
1: friend, you know, a young girl she was at school with, who's, you know, type one diabetic yeah. and it's just I look at it. And I never had the appreciation. I had friends when I was younger were diabetic and I never really appreciated it when I was a kid. Oof, it's... I look at it now and the level of, you know struggle, like to go on like school trips and stuff, like mm. you know, I've to a mum a few times. Trying to, you know, she has to have a chat with her. school teachers. or oh, she what what what's the feeding plan? You know, she's got a pack of biscuits just because she needs them. But you know, cause trying to measure how much insulin to give. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going away on the residential on Monday, so they're staying away the night. You know, she has to sleep with a certain friend who's a bit more clued in because they've known yeah. each other a long time and she stayed here before. Mm. You know, share you know bunk with her. Um, much to Kaya's annoyance because Kaya wanted to share with her. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i like, you're not an diabetes, guys. so leave it be. Yeah. Um, but the fact is, you know, that's, that's a lot for, you know. A kid. Yeah. kid. And yeah, things like, oh yeah, can you know, can she come round to our house and just play? Mm, yeah, yeah. The answer is no if we go feed her. Like, you know, Kaya's birthday party she came to and her mum came just to, which, yeah, you know, her mum's really cool, so, you know, um, so that's fine. But it's just to measure, to make sure she's not Either overeating or undereating. Yeah. You know, then what's the level of, you know, sugars and things going into that? And the kid wants to be a kid, like Kaya's buying packs of sweets for time, yeah. uh, you know, while she's sleeping in the bunk beds and stuff, you know.
0: It's, it just, you it know, really, know. it really makes you think twice. And I, I wasn't even thinking of it from a perspective of a kid. I mean, even just as an adult, like, i was yeah. like i was like leon set andy up for the podcast i've got to go and take my blood sugar you know it's you have to be on it and i mean i'm not even calculating like oh how much insulin do i need it's yeah, just yeah. testing it's data. <laughs> and it's it, it is crazy and i know with technology it is a lot easier with the cgms the continuous glucose monitors but they're expensive like uh, our friend Fleur, who was on the podcast, she's yeah. going to Holland. She was like, oh, I can get you one for a wholesale price, which is still 65 euros, and that's only two weeks. And she's <laughs> like, you know, demand goes up because of people like you who who aren't actually diabetic, but, you know, who are interested. Well, and I see like, yeah. a lot of kids wearing <laughs> them now,
1: and I think it's kind <laughs> of important for that, like to have that sort of level of understanding when you're young. Like, Kaj mm. has a wearable um, I think you're know, go through to her mum's phone. Oh, it's she can yeah, check it. But are um, really good. Um but yeah, you're right, you know, I look at Kaya's Nan, who's type two diabetic, like some of the struggles she's had, like she flew to Kenya to come stay with us. She took her insulin before the flight, expecting to have a full meal on the plane. That flight for some reason didn't give a full meal, she only got a sandwich. She got off the plane because you know she was hypo. Yeah, yeah. She fell over. She fell over and broke her leg. Oh my gosh! Yeah,
0: it's mean, yeah. it's it, it really <laughs> it, is. You know, it's, it's trying
1: to get that level of how much incident take because one of the time she'd already taken it, she was like uh, oh, know, a bit gotta, late now. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. On, should... one damage, oh, What they that really gonna fair. do? And, know, so yeah, yeah. It's it's really hard, and I, I've had this discussion with clients before where you know like, it's so unfair you know, like, I just want to eat whatever I want to eat. And, you know, this, this was actually in relation to Hashimoto's. And I'm like, I get that I really, I really empathize with it. But sometimes, you know, you can't, It, it is unfair. And you just have to suck it up and be like, you know, this is just how it is. If I want to be a healthy person, I can't just have, you know, go out and buy a packet of sweets or have this, you know, you do have to think through everything and it is yeah. it's just a harsh truth that you sometimes just have to accept you know if you have these conditions and like if you do develop gestational diabetes for some reason and it i think in pregnancy it can be hard because you are craving you know carbs and sweets and you're like well sorry you just you can't have them and you've just got to be you know on top of this but yeah. i it it's different. Like, I think pregnant women are generally a pretty motivated uh, group of people because you'll do anything for the health of your child. Whereas, if you're a kid, I think that's so hard a for thing. them. It's the thing you want. Yeah, you know, it's like anyone.
1: And it is like anyone. We all want to just be part of the community. Yeah, mm-hmm. whatever community you're in, you want to be part of it. Be the same as yeah, you know, like fit in without being you know Because here you think you think evolutionary. people would be issues we've been kicked out of communities or killed off because <laughs> yeah. they were straining on, you know, strain on resources and burden. Yeah. And, and no one wants to feel like that. Even the one thing, you know, especially as a kid at school, but, you know, going on a school trip, they don't want to have to be the one that's special and on the outside and having to feel a bit different.
0: Mm. And,
1: and it doesn't change as an adult. Yeah, you, know, you want when you, all your work colleagues go, you know, when you go down, you know, we go out for lunch or we go get an ice cream from a park opposite the office or whatever it might be. You're like you want to be part of that, but the good thing about being an adult it's okay to say no, but it doesn't mean psychologically it feels good to say no all the time,
0: yeah, you're just like I just it'd be nice to have something x y Z without thinking about consequences um and I think you know and if you're into sort of health and fitness you're kind of thinking that the whole time. Like, sometimes I'm just watching people's IG stories. I'm like, wow, gosh, I wouldn't eat that meal without thinking about my blood sugar, what it's doing. Well, but, here's, but here's the thing, though. Yeah.
1: Like, as a health, health and fitness, you're making the choice not to do it. Yeah, yeah, sure. I think something like diabetes or Hashimoto's yeah. or um, yeah, IBS or it could be anything, you know, glutos. Know, gluten intolerance or whatever Glute- it might be <laughs> I like
2: that
1: when that choice is taken out of your hat yeah. you know, taken out of your hand, you know it feels a lot more restrictive than probably it yeah, actually yeah. is sometimes because you know you don't have a choice you know you, you just got to go with it, like yeah, you know I always moan, yeah, you know, I always laugh, not, you know when my bodybuilders moan you know people you see you <laughs> might be getting ready for a competition first time or. You know, and they're going, oh, I wish I could eat this, wish I could eat. Well, you can.
0: Yeah, it's a No one's actually yeah. stopping
1: you. You are yeah. an adult. If you don't like bodybuilding and don't like that level of prep, don't do it. It's fine. You don't have to it's be a, a bodybuilder. <laughs> yeah. The reality is enjoy the suck. Enjoy the fact that you hate, you, know, you can't eat anything, but you get to have it when you've competed and make that, you know. You know, have a bit of fun then. But the reality is you've made that choice. Mm-hmm. I hate seeing when people are saying, Oh, I can't eat this, can't eat that Well you can, you can do whatever you want. It's not like a medical thing. Like you like can't <laughs> eat that. You can. Yeah, you, know, you you've chosen not to you've chosen something else. So mm-hmm. that yeah. is your personal choice. So accept yeah. that.
0: Move yeah, on. I think that's really important. So let's get into it fifteen minutes later. Um mm-hmm. I purposely didn't ask you how you're doing because I think your training is a really good example of what we're going to talk about, which is the best approach to building muscle. And it should we, be. What
1: is the best approach? What question. It, question mark. I should have raised
0: the inflection on my voice. Yeah. And what we mean by that is that you can get so bogged down with like the perfect plan, you know, reading all the science, you know. And then applying all of that and not seeing any progress, and so that's what we're gonna we're gonna talk about. You know, kind of like, do you have to follow all the science, um, you know, to to grow muscle? Um, and I, and I think yeah, just your just how you train recently has been a good example of that, And that you've.
2: Which one, my one? Just how one you train on, now, like you know,
0: just. Yeah, I think you've changed it so much how, you know, just in terms of volume (laughs) frequency, but also, you know, your supersets and and everything.
2: Yeah, even just mindset wise. Yeah, (laughs) and mindset. I'm not too fussed if I feel like I'm tired today or say I have a session today and I feel tired Mm. and it doesn't bother me to take the volume down. Like before where I'd feel like, oh, I'm letting myself down. I'm not giving it a hundred percent you know i'm not hardcore anymore and Mm -hmm. you know a lot of stuff that goes in your head and yeah i'll i'll push as much as i can increase volume when i can and then when i feel okay now it's a it's it's at that point where i can scale back a bit so i can finish this five weeks before i get a rest week and i mentally just doesn't bother me anymore because i know just by doing that, I'm able to complete and continue the the rest of the rotation, so to speak. So yeah, it's um, it's taken years, but it's it's it's. I feel like I'm I'm at a good I'm at a good place now, and then I can trade now with my. It's a new. Well, I've never done it before. I've never been able to do like one day on, one day off. I always did. Max two days, get a rest in between. But somehow just the one day on, one day off is I feel I feel great. I feel um my day back. on, one
1: day off. I've done a few of those times and I've tried before yeah, sometimes I sometimes I think the hardest bit of that though, one day on, one day off is that psychological Yep. Drive to want a train, mm-hmm.
2: but, yeah, because you know, it
1: is your hobby. And <laughs> yeah. when you've got a hobby, and yeah, it's a bit different because you do a bit of gaming as well and stuff. Yeah. So you've got other outlets.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but helps.
1: when it's a big part of your life, that's something you want to be doing Yeah. all the time.
2: And I and I think that's yeah. Like when when I was younger, I'd say and worked in the gym. That that was it. It's like, oh, why should I take a rest? Day? I could just well, I could do some arms. Yeah. I'm here. I, exactly. I can just I don't do
1: know. arms or something. Yeah. You you start then justifying some training sessions as a rest day. Carl's air yeah. really matter. Yeah. I, rest day. Yeah, I could, and then you don't ever hit them properly. Yeah, it's
2: like maybe sprints and arms. That's that's a good rest day.
0: <laughs> but it's what you yeah, exactly. it's, <laughs> What what you, what you said is that you know I'm not hardcore enough.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a big, big I think
0: people. Uh, People like, especially your clients, they always look at Leon and they're like, and he tells them how often he trains and they're like, what?
2: Yeah, there's that like, are you like, okay, I've done it for years, but yeah, it's, I can tell you when I used to train six to seven days a week, like, like Andy said, when the rest days were hobby days. (laughs) And now, now just appetite is always up. I'm always feeling good. I'm like, there's energy on. Uh, before there'd be some PTs that'd be doing, and you just feel like you know you're you're physically there, but you're not there. So it, it's it's just it's different. But I'm I'm in. I I would say I'm enjoying one day on, one day off now. I
1: like, think I think it, you know it's about and this is all I suppose the whole point of this conversation. It's like you know when you were young you want to be in the gym and you do want to just you're there often with your friends yeah yeah you know i used to love it you know go rugby training we go to the rugby club gym after training and it would just be my mates and we'd just be throwing weights around and it's fun and we're just you know egging each other on to do you know bigger and bigger lifts and stupid lifts yeah for Remember, egging jb on two, to do a 60 hours. kg dumbbell curl <laughs> and we, he did it he, he, by the way he's an orthopedic surgeon upper arm specialist now <laughs> But, yeah. um, okay. you know, luckily, you know, he didn't rip his own bicep enough to fix that. But, <laughs> you know, but um, the fact is, it's like, you know, you egg, you know, that was a yeah, 60 kg dumbbell curl. Oh, yeah. that's after, um, it probably uh, think, think yeah, <laughs> It's probably mainly hip driven. I think. Yeah. He did it. It's a, it's a, it's, hip. It's a yeah. bicep um,
2: kettlebell swing, bicep dumbbell swing thing.
1: <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, but here's the thing, you know, I think, though, too many people haven't reached a stage you're at, Leon, with their training, actual training. Because here's the thing, you know, a lot of people, I see this a lot, see people who are very advanced in their uh, training life. As in, yeah, we've you know, tried loads of different things, find out what works for them. We try to emulate that a bit, like we used to do when we did magazines, but. Instead of in the magazines, it was like you know four by fours or you know, yeah four sets of twenty you know ten, 10, 10 reps 10. or eight reps or whatever yeah. it was yeah four exercises, you know now it's a case of okay so you know we're going to program it like that you know we're going to do this push pull legs you know rest days this, that yeah you know, and yeah you know, there's the science is great and you know I love you know being science led
0: yeah
1: but there's a certain part of that where One, you've got to have still enjoyment.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. Two, two, you've actually got to lift some weight. And the whole point of progressive overload is that you are increasing load either by reps or by the actual weight on bar. And a lot of people, you know, yes, I love time under tension, but a lot of people want to focus only on time under tension. And you see them do the slowest lift with actually no weight and you're like hmm. great yeah I'm, I'm glad you've got a great form you're not gonna get injured definitely not gonna get injured but you're also not gonna grow yeah you need to add the weight you, exactly <laughs> and the fact is you know sometimes i think people are running before they're walking as in you know most people go for us whether you start going to gym they don't really have a clue you just throwing weights around and it's fun you waste a lot of time but it is enjoyable and it is fun, and in some ways you get the benefit of that, the growing part of that, by having fun. Now, you know, re- reality somewhere in the middle there is the best plan. You know, not, you know, if you're someone who has reached a level of training where you have got a significant amount of weight on the bar, and going up weight is likely to increase injury. Then start working on start working on like these time under tensions. Ex, you know, extended time under tension. We're not talking, you know, everyone should be doing a certain level, you know, cadence to lifting to so we're not rushing through a lift, but these people that seem to do these extended time under tension where it's like, I'm gonna just do a slap pull down, it's gonna take me two minutes. <laughs> but it's only got like, like ten kg on the thing, it's like what, what's the point? Yeah, you know, so I think yeah, you know, you know, this is what we were talking about before. It's you. Know, sometimes you've got to have fun with it. You've also got to actually move some weight.
2: Yeah, that's the that's the key.
1: And I think you know, you doing what you're doing is because you've reached this point now where you don't waste a set. Well, you yeah, try not to waste a set. You know, yeah. you know, mm. you know, each, each set, you, you try and make it, you know, you have reduce the amount of sets and reps and things you do to be optimal for you.
2: Yeah, mate. No, and no, it is that. optimal
1: for you. And, you know, because you don't want to waste any effort anywhere. And I think a lot of people see that and think, oh, that's how I should be doing it. But we mm. haven't got to the point where their execution with enough weight on is at that level so it's about yeah. great execution but with the corresponding mass below to to you know tax that muscle
2: yeah and then i also think just having trained for too long you reach a point where the smallest things count like if i was mm. to add extra weight or sets I will feel it the next day, like in my recovery, even sleep, like I'm guaranteed I will feel it. And looking back when I used to be like, oh, you know, this week, I feel like I'll do 10 by 10 squats every day. I even did a squat every day (laughs) program. Yeah. Like you you, you test all these things and you enjoy them. And it's still part of the learning process, but it's later on. You look back and you're like, I guess me learning that I'm able to help other people but you're like I kind of wasted a lot of time doing those things I enjoyed it not regretting it I enjoyed it but if I was to do the same thing now I think I'd 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 stop training (laughs)
1: and I suppose that's the thing how would you going back knowing what you know now but going back and being say an 18 year old Leon
2: yeah I'm thinking well
1: how would you train?
2: (sighs) I'd be half bro, how do you say, half bro, half science. <laughs> exactly. Much. And I think that's Same the best thing. approach, especially
1: yeah. for young lifters, like yeah. new lifters, because mm. if you're not having fun doing it, because your fun comes from different places at different times. Yeah. Like, I could have a lot of fun doing, something quote, nerdy on the, in the gym, yeah. like geeky, because I reach that point where I will see the progress. In, And if it's something where I've got enough muscle, I'm not overly Mm. fussed about increasing that, which is, you know, say for instance, you know, at the moment my shoulders are where I want them to be for the rest of the size of my body. Mm. Now, for instance, I could, you know, I can look at doing partial reps and full reps on say lateral race and really get into maybe, you know, doing some sort of pyramiding or some ISOs and some various things but the fact is if I was to do that as a 18 year old Andy I'd probably be, yeah. I'd be like yeah it's a bit dull isn't it yeah and and then it would stop me from progressing because I would actually just be boring
2: because yeah I guess when when you start out does that I just want to be big and strong which is nice it's you want to grip and, it and rip it. Yeah. You just, you just want
1: to throw, throw
2: yeah, weights around. Yeah, you just now to be big and strong.
1: The truthful this thing, is you just you want to be stronger than your friends. Yeah. You want to be bigger than your friends. <laughs> you want to be in your friendship group the biggest and strongest. Oh, uh, yeah. It's, you don't want to necessarily be the biggest and strongest in the gym. Yeah. yeah You'll bigger. see with big guys. You just want to be bigger than your mates. Than all your and that peers. is like a young man thing.
2: And you keep going. Every time it's like, oh, yeah. he's, oh, I had who so and so is doing twice a day. Okay, now we'll also start going twice a day. But we'll not tell anyone about the second session. And yeah. I've done that before. It's where it's like you even lie. You're like, yeah, yeah, I just do, you know, my one session. But in the evenings, I'm back there for arms and uh, something else. But I guess it's it's part of the learning process, I'd say, where you learn to balance the science of it and the feel of the weight and where you feel like you're enjoying the most uh you understand which movements help you progress and y- you can well call it bro science you can have the two work work with each other where you're not necessarily throwing weights around but you're using heavy you, you're using heavy enough weights to progress and still have fun in the gym
0: well what andy said earlier i think is the best like science led like i think yeah. when you're starting out it's good to understand you know yeah. like how like how do you build muscle like all the different mm. techniques and to kind of understand the research behind it mm. and and then of course apply it to you because it's not going to be the same for everyone yeah. and i think like i know like when i used to plan for clients i'd be obsessed with oh you know it's got to be x amount of reps and sets know. To, you know volume <laughs> each week we've got to progress this each week and it, that can i think really really kind of bog you down like the same with exercise selection. You're like, oh no, but this is the this is the you know optimal way to grow your lats. Yeah, this is the and optimal. you're like, well, maybe you know I I've tried it. It didn't work for me, or maybe it did. And you know there will be of course some trial and error. But I think it's yeah, don't just be science led. Like you know, don't Definitely. just rely on it. You've got to yeah find different things that might work for you. And like I think you know like The hip thrust kind of went out of vogue. <laughs> uh, you know, some, some things come in, some things go out, and I think you know, like, even glute banded work was like it went way out. It was like that stuff is useless, but I, I find like it, it does it have has its to place. use it.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think there's still some activation stuff there for definitely. I do feel like the you know, the only reason the hip thrust went out is if a gym doesn't have a hip thrust machine because yeah. <laughs> a hip thrust machine in the gym boot is by far the most sought after piece of equipment. There's one, and there's normally a queue <laughs> for it. People are just yeah. sort of training around it, watching it. So, so it's free to be run in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think it's because setting up a bar for hip thrusts just takes it's a work. long time. Everyone's just had enough it's, having it's, to set
0: it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, there was there. The late, I think Brett just didn't, I don't know if it was his paper, but there, there was a study, and they were like, you'll get the same amount of glute growth from a squat as a hip thrust. Yeah. And which
1: is, and but then again, I, it, I will counter him a little in the fact that, yes, if we're talking about majority of people, but everyone's squat mechanics is a little bit different. Unlike, I suppose, with a hip thrust, it's easier to standardize a movement pattern on a hip thrust because there's a lot less other parts of the body coming in. It's yeah, like, yeah. you know, distance between... Um, glutes to, to heel to, to shoulders on pad. Um, yeah. also, so is less. But, you yeah. know, he's right. I do believe that with, uh, you know, standard, but, you know, like some people, like, you know, me, yeah, I get a lot of glute activation squatting, don't get much quad activation. Yeah. Um, for me, though, I think my favorite glute builder would be obviously an RTL but, again, it's a sort of thing where I'm able to you know, feel it and know the difference with where I'm hitting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Because mm-hmm. that experience, I think a lot of people do exercises early on. And this there's a you big know, counter-argument to just grip it and rip it. It's like actually being able to work out what works for you will save a lot of time. And mm-hmm. I think... As we say science led is your foundation but alongside fun yeah yeah i don't you know the people who succeed in the gym are the people who actually love training and enjoy the actual going to the gym yeah. the people who may lose weight and then we will always put it back on are the people that don't enjoy training so what i we'll do is they'll go to the gym to hit that certain Milestone that target, and then when You're like, oh, I'm not gonna do that again. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do that now. I've reached for target. I'm just gonna stop doing everything. Yeah. And, and then it comes back. And you know, but people who build a love for the gym and a love for training will hit that target, and then they'll go, Oh yeah, I'm mean, gonna keep doing this. Actually, now I've lost a bit of body fat. I want to actually increase a bit of this muscle. Yeah. Or, you know, I see myself. I want, yeah, you know, like bigger shoulders, bigger arms, whatever it might be. And then your, you know, your target changes purely because you still love going to the gym and you want to keep going to the gym, but you want the goal to, to, to fight towards. So having that fun is important. Is another important foundation. You've got to enjoy being at the gym. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think it's also nice, like you said, to use the science to find movements that work. And something that worked for me very well is I'd, I'd see, you know, there's many scholars on Instagram uh, many movements guys try out. And if I tried it and either didn't feel it or didn't like it, I wouldn't force myself to do it. Whereas before mm-hmm. I'd feel like, oh, you know what? It's an idea. It's an IG. It's being done by this guy who, well, I think he's smart or everyone thinks he's smart. And if I don't do yeah. it, I might not grow. People will think, you know, I'm challenging him and there's nothing wrong with challenging someone else with, I mean that's yeah. it's science. It's it's movement, it's what works for you. So it's like, okay, I didn't feel it the way you said, so I stuck with the way I do something and it's working and there's I think there's nothing wrong with that, which most people think, Oh, I saw who do it, am I doing it the wrong way? But I still feel it the same way he's saying. I just maybe lean deeper, lean further, but yeah. It's the science should help you get I'd say a variation that works for you, that you enjoy, that you feel that you feel works for you and is stimulating the muscle, so to speak.
1: Like, so, if you were to switch up, say, and we spoke about it before we started recording, say, Ronnie Coleman and Blanche Warren's training, to say it more scientific, yeah. would Ronnie Coleman have ever been Mr. Olympia? Probably not, because <laughs> I don't think he would enjoy it. I think he'd like it. And he wouldn't have liked it. He would have just focused on powerlifting or something else. Yeah. You know, and same with Branch Warren. I think, you know, when we spoke to Branch, I mean, I've seen a few interviews with Branch Warren, we've said to him, you know, people criticise your lifting style. He goes, oh, it works for me. Yep. Yeah. And the fact is, it's something he enjoys even to this day. Yeah. He's still it? Doing yeah. it. yeah. You know, and he looks great for his age. He's, you know, he's obviously oh, yeah, had he some is... injuries at times and he tore his quads off his leg. And then a within falling a few months,
2: no, yeah, it wasn't the horse.
1: Just before we Arnold, he came back and you know won an Arnold just yeah. after the ripping his quads off. <laughs> you know, so the fact is, though, for him, he wouldn't have been the person he was either because he wouldn't have enjoyed the training, so therefore he would put a lot less effort into it. Yeah, yeah. and I think that's for balance. It's about finding a balance between what's the best for you. Scientifically and recovery, and we include all the tendons we talk about. But also, is it fun for you? Yeah. Are you having fun? Is it something you'll enjoy doing? Is it going to be something that keeps having you come back to the gym?
0: I I think well, obviously, well, I mean, most of us train a lot of women. Is that the women come and they like circuit training and. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm not gonna ban it from the programming, but I'm gonna educate you first on like, this is not actually gonna get you your your dream body, but you know, if it's something that you really enjoy, you know, we'll have phases of it.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so that you know, that's what I'll do, and it won't be, you know, it won't be, it won't be sort of crazy circuit style. You know, they'll still there will be like a. What I usually like to do is. Some mind games. will do like a strength component in the beginning, and then like a like a little mm. metabolic circuit to end. And that that oh, yeah. they like that. And I'm like that. I, it truly I, I is the main. That. You know, yeah. you've got, you've truly got to enjoy it. Um, but again, I'm like, like a little just leg
1: metabolize or core circuit, yeah, just to get yeah. that feeling. Or
0: do some something. cardio abs on one day of the week if that's your thing. Well, exactly. But just cardio, <laughs> cardio
1: yeah. is what circuit training's for. Yeah,
0: yeah. and just but just understand you know what you know some of the science behind it so if you're like well you know I'm not really changing you could be like well (laughs) this is why but you're enjoying and you know your overall fitness is good and I think that's where you know like I don't think any of us are big fans of you know group fitness classes like but you know if that's something that you truly enjoy you know you can still fit it in Mm -hmm. but just yeah just you know keep in mind that it, it you know your recovery how it's affecting all your biofeedback things like that and that it might not be the most optimal thing for you to get to your your the physique you want but that enjoyment factor i i agree it's key
2: yeah and and i think also you don't have to live in the gym i think that people assume you need high frequency to build muscle Mm -hmm. but in in real sense it's it's all about your stimulation the volume on your training days and how you're able to recover from it say.
1: frequency is only as good as your recovery
2: yeah if you can recover seven days you're good in the one percent of the world i guess exactly. which, <laughs>
1: which, and, and, yeah. there's a, and there's a slight difference there between guys that are assisted and not because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. an assisted person will recover better
2: oh yeah big time
1: or quicker you know so therefore Up to a point. Yeah, yeah, because they they
2: still need the rest.
1: It's still up to a point, you know, and then that point's different for everyone. Mm. If you take someone who's been an endurance athlete, for instance, and you change up their training and put them into a gym setting where it's a lot of high intensity, low volume,
2: yeah,
1: they'll probably recover well enough to do more frequency. But even then at the end of the week, that accumulated volume that they're not used to doing will have an effect. So, therefore, rather than reaching that stage, as we say, it's better to head it off before the pass and have a recovery. And this is what people don't realise is, you know, your rest days and your deloads aren't meant to be there once you are already battered. (laughs) You know, you're meant to use them to stop you from feeling battered. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: like now that you've said that, it's crazy. I used to I used to do up to 10 weeks, then do a deload, then then maybe a rest. Just maybe, unless maybe, you know, like Andy invites me for a leg day and I'm like, you know, I can I can overlook that rest. Yeah. And then I used to be battered. So then I and this is how I discovered then we started talking to Wallace and he said he did 8 weeks and then he does one week off rest. And then I tried it, but then I wasn't ready, ready to understand. And I'd do the eight weeks, then deload, then another eight. Cause I'm like, why am I resting? I, I just want to train and I'd still get battered. And then over maybe two years or so, I've just been experimenting even with clear. When I think the first program we did was the DeFranco one where you do f- okay. about five, six weeks. And you can either like majorly the de- volume, and even JP talks about it, or rest. And I—that's found... what
1: I do with all my clients. Yeah. Week five is a deload week. Week ten is a deload yeah. week. And you've got a choice. You can either go to a gym and lift really light. I say time if you want to be in the gym, go to the gym. Yeah, Just do <laughs> do eight to ten reps times four. Lightweight, yeah, you know, like a fraction, like
2: half of, or yeah.
1: Do what I do, and, and then one of my other clients prefers this as well, it's just do nothing for that week, yeah.
2: I like I found that works for me, yeah, yeah, like that. because I used to do the same, deload or volume, but coming back, I feel like, did I really my
1: problem with deload? And you might be the same, Leon, is yeah. I go to the gym, <laughs> would be, yeah, idea of deloading, yeah, kind of deloading. 50%. And then I'm actually look at the stack or whatever I'm doing. I'm like, is that really a deload? Yeah. I'm like, am I not just doing more volume? Yeah. I feel like I've just done 20 reps on this light away, but it's not like vastly light, and I've just done 20 reps. So my accumulated volume is probably the same. No, it's true. Hence why I started doing complete rest, because otherwise I don't trust myself to deload Yeah, okay. correctly. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I say to clients, you've got to be quite strict with what you're, you're doing in the gym. Yeah. Because otherwise, I get carried away with the excitement of being there. And yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do loads of reps. Yeah, I'd be there. Same. You know, same. And, and yeah. Cleo
2: would be like, I thought you're deloading. Why are you doing four sets? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't know. Four sets are together. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah, doing
1: lower volume. And then I
2: start uh, saying to myself, like, it's just pump sets. I'm just kidding. I'm yeah,
0: but then well, the that's the thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, go on, look at yeah.
0: No, I was just gonna say but he, he was doing this with cardio. He was like, "Oh, rest week. I'll I, do cardio I, every day." I was like, <laughs> "It's like why?" why? Like,
2: and I'm like, like
0: what, "What's wrong?" But in my with head,
2: you? I'm like, "It's, it's just
0: cardio." Some, I'm like, "No, it's just
2: bike." I'm just watching YouTube. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <Look, and> that's <laughs> the thing. It's, oh, yeah, that's the... the truth. I go in. I'll be like, "So, say, you, you, know, you do 30 kgs on something for yeah. maybe I was doing eight reps." On that, I would go do D logo. Right, so do front plate. What I'll do <laughs> is I cut that down to fifteen, and then I'm doing twenty, 20 reps because yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually doing more volume, yeah. you know, total volume, than I was doing in my actual reps. Like yeah. you, you know, although it's probably not taxes because it's lighter. Yeah. The fact is, you accumulate volumes. Is so it? Say, yeah,
2: because yeah, because it's I, and I refuse that for long, but I guess it's what we're saying about learning. And Wallace would be like, yeah. just. Take the week off, like so. You do. He was like, you do your mobility, and you like that stuff. Just do that and walk the dogs, because then he'd always see me walk the dogs. And then I was like, you know what? Okay, I'll I'll try it. Why not? And I found, yeah, I found when I got back for the next rotation, I wanted to train. I felt, and then I just started doing it, and it worked. Like just taking that mindset of a week of nothing, which I guess before, it's like we are saying, I didn't feel hardcore enough. I never saw Ronnie Coleman rest for a week, but I'm sure he did. But in my head, you know, in the magazines, they don't tell you he's that. He's also Mr.
1: Olympia, so yeah. this, is, yeah, this is what we've all got to stop doing as young guys. <laughs> we, we fell into that trap when we were young, and guys do it now with Instagram. They set their bar based on yeah, yeah. the elite, yeah. You know, like we used to read magazine oh, Rolly Coleman does this, Rolly Coleman does that. He's eating grits with barbecue sauce, so I'm, gonna, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know what grits were. I didn't even buy them. So I can... yeah. But uh, the fact is, yeah. you know, we see that and go, oh, yeah, we've got to do what yeah. he's doing to look like him. No, he is a genetic phenom. Yeah. What you've got to do is find someone who looks who looked like I do when they started. For instance, like you look for someone who matches you when you start mm. to when they start and go, okay, now how do they get to where they are to this day?
2: Maybe, yeah, and maybe that's map, a blueprint. You know,
1: map, map fair progress. Because if you look at Ronnie Coleman at high school, he still looked phenomenal.
2: Yeah, he was. He's
1: still mad. like one of the freakiest, <laughs> strongest guys there. He was like still massive, yeah. naturally, you know. He just looked at a weight and grew. So he's not the guy. to Branch Warren. Branch Warren at 15 or four, no. Yeah, they were. You know, Lee Priest jacked. at 14, you know, already looked like he was a professional, you know bodybuilder you know he, what did he get his pro card at 19 or something yeah, like that, you yeah. 19 his so you're know, the youngest ever yeah. guy to turn pro yeah i know crazy and you're like you know so you can't compare yourself to these people fairly you might you might be able to because you might be a genetic phenom but if you're asking that you're not you're not <laughs> if you're someone who's trying to compare and go what do i need to do you're not a genetic phenom yeah because those guys just do stuff they just do look, it. yeah. look, look amazing. We so yeah. don't need to look at anyone else. Yeah. But the fact is, so you're better off looking at who's who's not a genetic freak. Look at the guy who's come a long way. Yeah, we've probably got some genetic skills to build muscle still.
2: But yeah, it's but, not. Uh... You know,
1: it's easier. It's not like okay. So what do they do? You know, what does this person do? Who maybe not? You know, might be the smallest of all the pros. You know, who's having to work harder than everyone else, mm. but and still yeah, you're good, yeah. guys to emulate because they're more like you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the truth, you know.
0: Yeah, and to be very realistic, like what you can do, you know, in terms of timing and everything. Like, I think, again, like I've just had a client recently. She's like, "Oh, my workouts take me under an hour. I'm used to being in the gym for oh, like yeah. an hour and a half." I'm like, "You don't have to be. It's it's the the, the quality of your workout, and also." you know where you are in your life like if you've if you know if you're a new parent you're not going to have that time you know and so you you've just got to be sort of realistic and I find my enjoyment of training has actually increased if if my training is 60 minutes as opposed to like 90 minutes like I found that mentally very challenging like the JP ones would take that long and I'm like I just stopped enjoying it whereas now I'm like 60 minutes yeah that's fine I can do that and there's you know, it's what, what what can you fit in into your lifestyle that you're going to enjoy, okay? If it, it might not be, you know, getting you to where you want to be as quickly, but, you know, it's what you can actually do. <laughs>
2: yeah, because it's, it's just like you said, I, I used the JP and uh, Dr. Scott ones and came up with what fit my, you know, my style of training and like, because, yeah. yeah, well... Kai Green's one we did. This is on a, a oh, bit off topic, but so that was you the, one. the worst one, oh, one ever. It was it was nice training with the boys, but it reached a point in the training. You're training you were like, with me and Tagana. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so we were like, it's three of us, and we we'd rotate because it was a lot of trisets. But it reached a point, and then our friend Tagana, he liked hours of training. Me and Cleo were like. This After one much. and a half, we're like,
0: this is too much. I'm
2: like, I'm, I'm thinking of texting, like my brain goes elsewhere.
1: Yeah, because uh, you're bored. And yeah. I found the same, like now, I'm limiting my time because I've got so much other things to be doing. Yeah. Like I'm going in the morning, like this last week, I've been going at 6am every morning, which isn't my ideal time to train because I have an hand meal. But it does mean I get through quickly. Mm-hmm. As in, yeah. you know, I don't. Yeah, you know, the gym's a little quiet. It's still quite busy. Certain things are busy. It's a different type of lifter at that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, a lot of the machine, you know, yeah, a lot of the plate loaded stuff, there is gaps and I can jump on those. Um, yeah. So, what I do is I just don't waste time. If I see a bit of equipment, I'm free, I'm on it. I'm doing, I'm lifting, I'm through, moving on to the next one. There is literally, I'm keeping to probably just under an hour because I'm not doing any cardio
2: mm-hmm.
1: on most days. I'm probably, yeah, about 50 minutes. Training, um, and yeah, you know, purely because it fits in mm-hmm. with what's happening. You know, we've taken Claire to training and stuff in the evenings, mm. and various things that's happening. It means if I can get my training done in the morning, I'm back to take her to school.
2: Yeah, mm.
1: I went, you know, take her to school and you know, it's sorted. So, you know, I literally give myself. I've got to be out of gym by that time, so we're gonna make that work. Yeah. And I'm doing four to five exercises, mm-hmm. max, yeah. and I'm just going through them um, hard, hard and heavy. Yeah, because
2: yeah, long long doesn't mean effective. No, it just it be... really, it
0: really no, doesn't. and my warm
1: up <laughs> sets now are my pyramids up. You know, finding where yeah, to... I'm going to hit that working.
2: Working. Although exactly, I know yeah. it
1: from the previous one, it's like okay, I'm just going pyramid up. Okay, here I am. Yeah. Alright, yeah. and now we're uh, and then i done the warm up, going pyramiding up it's got me to the point and then I'm going to do two to three you know two work sets and one back off
2: yeah it's uh...
0: perfect it's it's just changing your mindset around that yeah. isn't it like yeah. it's just really it is it is quality what you have time for realistically and you can still see results like again people think you know oh beginner an hour or you know one day on one day off oh beginner not necessarily and it's again like just understanding the science behind it you know, you'll be like, Oh, actually that's not beginner and you know, it it does boil down to finding what's optimal for you and like Andy said, pushing pushing the weight if that's you know, if you want to get and making strong.
1: From coaching, we've probably all been guilty of this, is when you're doing a programme, sometimes you wanna put stuff in and you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is such a good program. It's like the best programme I've ever been. Yeah. And then the client goes, Oh, it took me ages to Yeah. yeah. Let's like, so right, just strip it. out some bits and so I'll take out a couple of exercises and like, take those out. Yeah. And, you know, because it's got to fit work for them. You know, you thought you'd made the best program in the world. And it probably is if someone's got time to do it, but when we you know, we are only trying to do the one hour. So I've got a client and he's, you know, he's one of these ones that, you know, wants to see the progress without necessarily doing all the work. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, because he wants to have his lifestyle still, so you know we, we try our best, ah. you know, to fit around his lifestyle. And he doesn't see the progress all the time that he wants to see. Mm. It takes a lot That's longer because yeah. Yeah. of this, because yeah. he still wants to do everything else as well. Yeah, you know, he doesn't want to, you know, weigh food. And you know, I'm like, okay, so we're gonna do portion control. But he doesn't make his own food; the housekeeper makes the food. Mm. So he's got no clue what's even what's in yeah, like, yeah so it becomes hard but the fact is we're like okay he goes well you by the time I've done my training I've done half hour cardio you know it's taken me this long like, okay let's strip this down let's strip the training down keep the cardio there he likes to do spin classes occasionally I'm like I keep those in because we don't know what's in your food Let's keep the cardio relatively high, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know we're just you know do the four exercises whatever it is you're getting get out we'll keep it simple for you and that works for him a lot
0: better. Yeah, because like he can be consistent with that. There's no point making yeah, something. That's, yeah, that's the
1: point. It's like yeah. consistency over yeah perfection. Because it'll it'll
2: take longer, but you you're consistent, so that's all that matters. That makes, true.
1: And that's the thing to him. And, you, and that's what I always say to him, "You've got to be." He's like, "Oh, I've got to go, I'm off to Thailand next week." It's like, right when you get back we have to get into a period of consistency and that's the thing Is like when someone's got like a quite an erratic lifestyle yeah. going yeah, away, yeah. you know going to weddings or whatever it might be all over the world like that for this to work all you need is consistency you need mm-hmm. periods of consistency yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't mm-hmm. need to be periods of perfection I always say it's just, you know, we don't need to be perfect we just need to be consistent yeah
0: always like you know get so many clients are like oh ready, I'm ready to do this complicated fat loss phase. It's like, you can't even do the basics first. It's no, like, It's, it's like, you odd. really, you really need to be doing that. And it's the same, you know, for, for, for building muscle. Like, yeah, get those, get those basics in. Because if you're not, <laughs> if you're not sleeping, if you're not eating right, you know, you're not, you're not going to be, you building your muscle. So again, having that basic yeah. understanding is going to help you so much. And then, and then being realistic with your with your lifestyle and just you know it and it takes time
1: this is what this whole episode's been about is actually you know trying to find a balance in your training Mm -hmm. to be able to be consistent yeah yeah essentially it you know because if you do too much science you're not going to enjoy it so therefore you won't be consistent if you you're having you know if you're just throwing weights around you might get injured therefore you lose consistency yeah you know without resting you're going to lose consistency because you're going to hit a wall you also might get injured you know you're going to feel terrible so the thing is what you need to do is set up your program so it's enjoyable enough as a core tenement in, but it's something you can be consistent with and progress mm-hmm. yeah because that consistency Without consistency you can't progress yeah because yeah. you're up and down up and down so and i think that's basically the secret to building muscle
2: mm-hmm.
1: is to find something that you can do consistently they, but you can then progress. Yeah, and recover. solved it. Solved it. On out. <laughs> <You're done>. We've <laughs> <goal. We're laughs> solved the, the mystery of the world.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 so true, and I, I think that's a that's probably a good place to wrap it up. And you know, well, who are your guys's favourite science, more sciencey people to follow? <laughs>
1: Uh, Dr. Scott Stevenson. Yeah. That's well, you can one. listen to uh, our episode with him.
0: He's, yeah. non- That's he's really probably good. my
1: all time favourite Yeah. yeah and listen
0: so understandable.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, watch, his, I watch every podcast he does. I think
2: he's everyone's because. top guy, to be honest.
0: Yeah. He nice
1: should, well, no, he's not, but he should be. Yeah, <laughs> like he's
2: the he's, he should be the umbrella that every sign... because he does both. He's he's amazing.
1: Yeah. He's well, just, that's and that's why I like him because yeah. he does do both. He is someone who actually loves training. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, oh, you know, I love Dante Trudel as well. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he's. Oh, yeah. Um, but he doesn't. He doesn't do enough content.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, so a... you can
1: find a lot online, especially his early stuff, which yeah. is I... kind of a building block for JP. Yeah, I did, even Scott Stevenson. I did and Scott yeah. Stevenson's also had a reflection on both those two guys as well. Yeah. So those guys, the three of those, are quite a good. Little mm-hmm. triangle to have, yeah. Um, and then you've got like Lane Norton. I love Lane,
2: I like Jeff Nippard uh, too, yeah. He's amazing. And uh,
1: revive what's his name, revive Steve, Hall.
2: Steve Hall, uh, yeah. Especially, Steve for, Hall's cool. I like Steve, yeah. yeah I like because a lot, he, he also caters a lot for the you can say natural community because you follow him and yeah. you realize why maybe you don't recover the same way as Chris Bumstead, but yeah, yeah, he's a good one too.
1: Yeah, John Dewitt. No. Oh, yeah. I love John Dewitt oh, stuff. He I love amazing. John Jewett stuff. Especially for competitors. Yes. He is, he's
2: you know? super. Um, smart. and you
1: know Even Ben you know, he's got his watch. Ben, Ben's good. Yeah.
2: You know, he's super uh, smart I like
1: actually. a lot of his <laughs> his stuff on form and things and yeah. foot placements. Really cool because Love and Fire guy's got some, had some of the best wheels he, he to did, step on the he stage.
2: Did.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. His problem was that it didn't match his upper body. You know.
2: Yeah, it, it was too big.
1: made <laughs> mismatch. But the yeah. fact is, like some of the stuff he does on things like foot placing for leg exercises alone is worth, yeah. worth a study. But, um, yeah, so they're kind of my and main I, ones. Yeah, but, again, you look at it, it's kind of that middle ground between grip it and rip it, lifting heavy, and lifting technically.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: And all those guys are somewhere yeah. like take a lot of that science, but apply it to actually lifting something worth lifting.
2: Yeah, and if you see, well, older videos and uh, the ones who are in magazines, they, it's like the same journey. They started, you know, just go to the gym, get stronger than my friends, get big, throw around weight with friends. And then over time you start learning what works for you and learning the science as a whole especially if you want to coach and yeah.
0: So. And then working with different people because so I yes, think there's nothing yes. worse than being like, oh, work for me, it's going to work for you because yeah, yeah. yeah it's but I think those a... are good guys to follow. Anna, and, and, and I mean, if you are a, a like I've missed
1: some really important people, but... I know it's, well, we don't, it's a also, long list. Also, you don't but... want
0: too many. I think, you know, we'll just leave a few for people to, to, to look at. Yeah, and, I mean, all... they, they are all men, which is a bit sad, but what they say <laughs> applies to women. John Jones'
1: wife's awesome as well. If yeah. you watch a podcast where they're both on,
0: but, yeah so you know ladies it applies to you as well so don't be put, put off if that puts you yeah. off yeah there are plenty um, of
1: great women like you know out there doing stuff you know it's yeah. just I can't kind of focus my top guy being Scott Stevenson so anyone yeah. he's affected kind of falls into that hierarchy of people I, I
0: kind of follow yeah, yeah yeah no no I mean absolutely and I, I would put I would definitely put Scott up there with them so I'll I'll try and write the um all those guys down in, in the the show notes so that you can follow them, learn from them. You know, they're on YouTube, they're on podcasts. Uh, you know, if Scott has a book, um, we've got an episode with with him, you know, do listen to it. And then, yeah, apply that science. Play around with different programs, see what works for you. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that is the best approach. <laughs> yeah,
2: don't be scared to experiment.
0: <laughs> yeah, experiment. Yeah. Right, well, on Look that away. note, the... Uh, pregnant lady needs to eat uh, <laughs> my blood sugar was 4.2 before this podcast which is quite low is,
1: yeah i wonder what it is now
0: i, I well i uh, truly this week has been so fascinating taking the blood glucose readings i think okay I it's not, not not to do with building muscle but if if you like data maybe we can do another episode on this but you know just do some consistent readings Cause it like there's yeah. such a difference between one hour post meal and two hour post meal, yeah. and you can eat like the same meal and like a different day will affect your blood sugar differently. It's it's so interesting. Um, but yes, anyway, hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will catch you in our next one.